This is Welcome Home Radio from the Fresno Association of Realtors on 940 ESPN. Well, good morning and welcome to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host on our Valley's most informative real estate talk show. This hour is being brought to you by the Fresno Association of Realtors. And the goal that we have is to provide all of you with as much good information as we can. This way, we can all make good, informed decisions. And one of the benefits of uh, having the Fresno Association Realtors uh, uh, sponsor this is that we have 4,200 members that we can bring in. And on top of that, we have 1,000 affiliates, uh, such as termite inspectors, home inspectors, loan officers. We can bring them in for information. On top of that, we have some pretty good contacts um, because we are a viable force in, in, in this community as far as housing goes, and elected officials do pay attention to what we have to say. They'd actually like to hear what we have to say because we're on the streets. We're where the rubber meets the road. Later today, we're going to have kind of a new one, I have to admit, um, we we are going to be bringing in some people, one or two or more, because our guest today is a uh, professor. I call him a professor. Well, you're, what's the real name? Adjunct instructor, Don. Adjunct instructor. Okay, this is Gary Carter, real estate broker with Mavoto here in Fresno. Uh, been, <clears throat> been around how many years? Since 2002. Okay, so you've seen a tremendous growth spurt. A tremendous downspurt, and now a lot of normalness. Yeah, I remember I was using eating ribeye steaks and then ground beef for weeks and then top ramen and then a little back to steak, just a little bit back to normal. (laughs) (laughs) All right, great. Um, Anyway, you're going to have some of your students down here in a little bit. Yeah, so we can wait patiently for them. Uh, They should be trickling in now. Is that how they do in the classroom? Well, in the classroom, they were there promptly early because we were doing group presentations. Ah, I see. Oh, here is one of them now. <laughs> All right. I'm going to throw out a few stats to you and because you're an active guy in the market, and I'd like to see your take on this. So um, for the month of April in 2016... There were 634 sales for the month of April. These are all going to be April now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, In 2017, it was 654. Mm -hmm. The next year in 2018, it was 671. So you've got some growth going on there, 634 to 654 to 671. This year... 599. Mm. So, mm. a discernible drop. April's a good month. Um, what what do you take on that? That's uh, I'm throwing you because yeah. I didn't prepare you wow. for this one. No, you didn't. No, you did not. Uh, but that's okay. You know, uh, I come in through the clutch. Uh, baseball analogy. You guys know I'm a baseball guy, and we'll talk about that later, Don. But the question at hand, you know, the 2000. 17, you got to remember, that was the year that we've seen 2016, 17, 18. That started the appreciation, right? Mm-hmm. 
2018, 599. Now we're going into 2020. We're probably going to see lower than 599, Don. That's what the projection. We're probably going to see lower than that. What we have been noticing that more buyers have more homes to choose from. That's what's happening. Uh, individuals or sellers are getting into the market, so therefore it's you know uh, not as it was in 2017. And you got to remember, you probably have the numbers of how many homes were on the market. Remember that how many homes were on the market in 2016? What was the inventory 2017? What was our inventory in 2018? Right? We had homes on there that we had inventory maybe less than 30 days maybe even weeks now we have an inventory it's going on what 30 uh 60 uh what what things are taking longer on yes. the market yes yeah however price keeps going up um however that's slowing down though so the the median price in 2016 for the month of April was 230,000 Mm. Then it grew by fifteen thousand dollars the next year to two forty five and then in two thousand eighteen it grew twenty thousand to two hundred and sixty five thousand for this year it grew once again, but only by nine thousand dollars. but I say only, but it still grew it it's at two seventy four which by the way. Is pretty affordable compared to the state of California. You're you're absolutely right. Well, as a CER director, we're in Sacramento. Uh, we were listening to the governor, uh, and you know, I was looking at some numbers the other day, and he was saying San Diego, Sacramento, are the growing areas in California. Those are where more buyers are going to. Central Valley is still affordable. We've seen, Don went over the numbers here, we've seen the medium home price. When KC24 News interview, they say, what is the medium home price? It's your average, 265 270 And then what we're going to see, we're going to see this increase. We're going to see increase, just as we're seeing rents are going to be increasing also. Interesting. And we did get to hear uh, Governor Newsom speak last week. Correct. Can, can you tell us a little bit about what he said? Oh, man. He, he said... Uh, 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 a array of good information we want to hear. The first one is afforded of more housing. We need more housing. We lack of housing. Uh, jobs, you know, jobs is number two. He plans to uh, get more housing out to the state, whatever that is, uh, allowing permits, uh, passing bills, uh, to supporting realtors and the consumers. And I think that we. You know, have to trickle down because he told a story about how he was from Cal. He's from California, right? He has houses in San Francisco, uh, and he has to tell our story. Everyone needs to, like our president Jared Martin says, share your story. People want to hear stories. They want to hear how you, you know, you you just said 2015, 2016, 17. Hear those stories. Hear their story when the crash happened, right? Don, I can sit here and tell you a whole bunch of stories what happened to me personally during the crash. We don't go there. It's only a one-hour show, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> we can't go forever. Oh, but, boy, there were some stories. I remember having a little talk with my son when he was, like, 15, 16 years old. And I said, you know, things aren't the same as they were a few years ago. We're going to need to tighten our belt buckle. Where mm -hmm. Maybe we won't go to Starbucks as much. 
he looked at me with that teenage look and goes, Dad, tell me the truth. Are we going broke? (laughs) (laughs) Either broke or go for it, huh? Yeah. (laughs) No in between. Yeah. Now, here, um, so maybe we're getting closer to normal because our prices are still growing. 599, 600 sales is still pretty darn good. And by the way, that's for Fresno Clovis. Um, but maybe we're just getting closer to normal because prices rose, but they didn't rise as much. So maybe it's a slowdown. But but we can't confuse it with the slowdown of 2008. No, no. It's a slowdown we're more aware. Buyers are more concerned. They know the stories because we have more millennials coming in. And you got to remember the millennials, they were living under their parents' roof. And they remember some of the parents saying, hey, you just sold your story, Don. How many other parents want to share that same story? So they remember that too. So they're kind of real smart now. Has it? You know, they're more not as willing to go all in and go on a, a no doc loan compared to a make sure you get a 30-year fix compared to an arm, right? Mm, yeah, some good points there. Maybe that's why my son doesn't want to buy a house. <laughs> exactly, and we won't go why. There's reasons there for millennials. I was reading an article just recently how they don't want to buy. They're comfortable just renting and not being com- really committed to a, a payment. However, they still want the American dream and buy a, a home, ownership. That's right. It's still dreaming out there. A few more stats, and that is uh, that there are 1,185 active homes for sale as of wow. yesterday uh, here in the Fresno Clovis area. 1,185, and that's price ranges from 54,000 on up to 2.7 million. Mm. Mm. Now this is kind of interesting, and I'm not like to get your take on it because I don't have a take on it yet. <laughs> All right. So here we're talking the median sale price is 274,000, yet the median for sale price is way up there, 344,000. So wow. um now that's good for realtors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, but and that doesn't mean that people drop their prices fifty thousand, sixty, seventy thousand dollars. I think what that means, if I can theorize here and then see what your take on it, is that even though that's the median price for sale, there's more sales in the lower price brackets. Yeah, yeah, you know, no, you're absolutely right. That lower bracket is, you know, between like what seventy five. And they say uh, almost like 275k, uh, yeah. you know. And then you're getting into that bracket where it's 300 to 350, or maybe even 400k. And then you get into the tier of 500 and over 800k, 1 million, and that takes a little bit longer. But the 344, I mean, that's like wow. You said the medium home price. You were saying what 274, and the medium price 344. That's less, right? Within 100 and you know, I do believe that means pri- you made a comment earlier. Prices are not slowing down. Prices are s- continuing to increase. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And I do see that for 2020. So if prices are increasing, are we still going to have the buyers out there who can afford it? 
Yes. I, I'm going to answer yes because I believe affordability will follow rather than affordability leading. So maybe during your hot years, your mm -hmm. boom years like we had in 2004, five, aff the affordability was there. A lot of it was because of the crazy loans. Yes. But, but it made it affordable, um, and that led the way. This time, uh, affordability, I think, is going to follow. So it, the price rises will be much slower. And, and that goes on what you were talking about with the governor, right, in Sacramento, allowing builders to build more affordable housing. That that's where it really comes down to. There's not enough building going on, especially in the coastal areas. Mm. Now, here in the valley, we see tons and tons of building uh, going on, especially in Clovis and, so and southeast Fresno. You don't see it as uh, much, though, with multi-units. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, and that's some of that affordable housing. One more stat before we go to our commercial break. Um Things are looking good for May sales because there are 1,091 pending listings. So there's 1,091 escrows out there right now. And let's say, what, 85, 90% of those close? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 That looks like a good, good May and June. Looks like a fantastic May, June. And I do believe it's going to continue all the way through August. I really do. It's going to be a great summer this summer. And it really is. So to summarize... Um, positive or negative? No, it is positive throughout. Th this year, I, I was telling another colleague, he was asking me at the college, Gary, when do you think the crash? There is no crash. You made it earlier, Don, more affordable, so therefore that's going to even the playing field. And we'll talk a little bit about that later, but I do believe for the next 120 days, it's a great time to go out and buy and then great time to go out and sell. All right. Thank you. With that, we're going to go to our next commercial break our first commercial break, so stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio 940 ESPN. Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and here in the studio with us, we have Gary Carter, who is a local broker here in Fresno with Movoto, and also an adjunct professor at Fresno City College. And, um, hey, here in the studio right now, we've got a, a crowd. Uh, it, we got your Saturday morning class, yes. and, and we're going to get them on in, in the next segment. So this is going to kind of be interesting to, to get their perspective on things. In the background, can you say a silent hello, everybody in the back? Hello. All right, all right, there you go. Make sure you're live back there. <laughs> all right, is that more talking than they do in your class? Uh, no, that's much less. No, <laughs> you, you, you know, my my uh, one of my teachers from high school said he was really proud of me to hear me on the radio on this talk show. Then he went on to say, he goes, it doesn't surprise me you're having a talk show. He goes, you did that in the back of the classroom most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Some of you guys know what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah. um, Gary, last week you and I were in Sacramento for the California Association of Realtors, or CAR's mm -hmm. uh, Board of Directors meeting and governance meetings. We um, 
you alluded earlier that we did get to hear Governor Newsom speak to us and talked about the need for more housing. We're not building enough as a state. And, and, this, and I liked what he said, um, and this is nothing about politics. This is about economics. He did quote Econ 101, supply and demand. We don't yeah. have the supply to handle the demand. And the so de- what, what are some of the things that are being proposed to make that happen? You know, he's allowing the builders, once again, the builders to allow the permits, allow permits, right? Allow permits to have building. Second, what he's allowing also is loosen up on, you know, the guidelines of lending institutions. They they have to be aware and they have to be known to allow buyers to purchase. I mean, because, hey, you know what? If they don't get the financing, they can't buy the home. Uh, number three, just going down throughout the state, telling his story of his story. He owns property in San Francisco, the city. He owns property throughout the state also. And I think it's – he was talking about uh, another issue that, you know, it, it kind of coincides with it is the homeless issue where we have where, you know, if we – the affordability and then the homelessness – there was a statistic, uh, and, and you know, and this is really gross to say, but there were street feces in San Francisco that last quarter in 2018, it's been the highest. And then the first quarter of 2019, the pounds have been the most has ever been. So what, so, so what does that say? That says we, we get, we're getting more homeless on the streets, right? But then again, he's saying that we need to get more affordability affordability housing you know not just the upper ended housing right and that's where legislation can help because when um, I talked to a uh, developer yesterday he said it's eighty to a hundred thousand dollars per unit Mm. before you even put a shovel in the ground so that's for impact fees environmental studies School fees, just all the fees that go into uh, a home. So how how do you build a hundred and fifty thousand dollar home? You can't, not with those kind of fees, because um, you know, in a hundred fifty thousand dollar home, I would say is affordable, because that's going to put your your payment well below a thousand dollars a month. Um, most people can afford that. But you can't build it. You can't build it. it. Then, then what's the builder gonna? You know, what's their profit gonna be at? Mm-hmm. So then, that's why you're getting this once again. And even if they did it for no profit, it, it's still not. It, I hate to say this, but their profit margin isn't the problem. <laughs> the the problem is um, all the fees be, before you even break ground. Then, not to mention, you have labor and material costs are up. Mm. Um, Yes, those have been up for the years, and you see what's happening across the country, right? Yeah. And that's affecting us, too. Yeah. And our good prices. That's right. Although I I do want to say that it's it's interesting that Fresno's median home price, or Fresno County's median home price is virtually the same as the entire country. It's Mm. the whole state of California that's way up, which, which is more than double. What what the the United States is, and you're talking about the state here. You know, that's a good point you brought up. 
you know, because people are moving out of the states here. You know, we see, right, the first quarter of 2019, uh, New York, we have, check this number out, over 27,000 people moving out of New York. San Francisco, over 25,000. Los Angeles, over 10,000. And then we got Washington, over 5K. So what is that saying that, like I mentioned earlier, these prices are not stopping, Don. Mm-hmm. These are increasing, and people are seeing that and saying, hey, you know what? I can't afford to stay here in California anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and and that's what our CEO, Joel Singer, talked about, right, Don, in our director's meeting, too. He did. Yeah, and, and if you think about, go back in history, do they still teach history in school? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes, it, it's a yes. good thing. You can learn from the past. And um, I that, never did like history, but I sure love it now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because you're older and you have a whole lot more of it. <laughs> See, yeah, uh, when you're when you're 18, like probably that. history meant nothing. No, my history teacher was named Mr. Pitts, and he said, "Do you want me to call your dad at the Hilton Hotel, Mr. Carter?" I was like, "No, don't call Mr. Carter. Please, don't call my dad." <laughs> <laughs> All right, but. And if you look back at history, that's why people moved to California many years ago. Mm. It was that opportunity because New York, Massachusetts was just getting to be too much. So they moved to Cal- they moved west for a new beginning, that, that gold rush. And, mm-hmm. you know, they could buy a home for $10,000 out here in the 1950s. Um, that surprised you, huh? Yeah, See, you, wow. you should have paid attention wow. in school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who was your teacher? Because uh, well, he needs to talk to you again. Mr. Pitts. All right. <laughs> that might be, we might see a redistribution again in, in our history. I, you know, I don't know. I love California. The weather's fantastic here. Uh, Disneyland's real close. You've you got to love the, the beaches, yeah. the weather. You, you, you know, and then we are a diverse group. We are a very diverse group, multicultural, the foods, the people, the language. Yeah. Now, you were in a um, committee back there called the Home Ownership Opportunity Committee. Tell us a little bit about what happened in there. You know, the Home Ownership Housing, a, a lot of, you know, bills going to legislation, passing, you know, Rights, for example, uh, SB50, well, well, what is it? It's, well, more housing units. That's what we talked about. More housing must be built. So that's what we're talking about with our, you know, governor, our local officials, you know, helping passing this bill that we support, right? We support. Um, and another one is r- some rental rights we were talking about also. Uh, Wiener, uh, you know, SB50. Uh, 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 Section 8, SB3, excuse me, Section 8, SB329, Mitchell, excuse me, make that correction. Okay. About having maybe landlords, right, uh, you know, not quali- not really willing to accept a Section 8 voucher. Uh, and, you know, landlords maybe have that option not to do so. Uh, and then how we we may not we may be opposing that, which forces all residential renting property owners to be involuntary participate in all government assisted housing subsidized pro, subsidized programs. You know, I mean, if you look at it, 
what is that saying to you then? What is that saying? I mean, that's going back to a little bit about affordable housing again. So that's why, you know, we're we're down there being, a, you know, an advocate for these individuals because we're not we're not just a voice for ourselves and our industry. We're a voice for our consumers, our buyers and sellers on the streets, the who are who are renting, who are buying. However, when we might have to redefine the word affordable because in some countries housing is a major major expense far more than here mm. so that's maybe looking from our history looking forward we might need to redefine that no that's true i didn't think about that where in some for example you're right china i was in beijing about maybe 10 years ago and i said how's the housing here and i said well People can't afford housing here. They don't allow you to own a home out there, right? Mm-hmm. They don't. And the size. They regulate on the size of your place to live, believe it or not. You know, and here's a good one. Going back in short-term history, a phone bill used to be 25 bucks a month. And, and maybe you'd add another $5 on there for long-distance calls. Mm. All right, so $30 a month. I'll bet there's nobody in this large room right now that has a phone bill of $30 a month. I mean, it's grown so much, but it's still affordable. How many people do without a phone? So we make we make a way. So and we will have to make a way with housing. So with that thought, we're going to go to our next commercial break. So stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio 940 ESPN. Welcome back. Your dreams were your ticket out. Welcome back to that same old place that you laughed about. Well, then well, welcome back, Connor. Professor <laughs> Connor. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So uh, Gary Carter is our guest today, and he uh, is also an adjunct professor at Fresno City College. And you have a lot of your class down here today. Because this is class time. This is class time. You know, we said, why not? Let's go out and get a project outside. Because they're always asking, Mr. Carter, let's do something outside of class. Well, here we are. It's like uh, a field trip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Without the permission slip, because we're all dealing with adults here. And uh, we're going to hear from them. Uh, but first, you know, I've been teaching uh, at the community college. I've been very fortunate to have the opportunity over 14 years and I've seen a tremendous group of talent, tremendous group of tenacity, and it really humbles me when I do see individuals sh- showing a house, and they say, Mr. Carter, is that you? You know how I feel? I feel old. No, I'm not <laughs> <laughs> joking, but you know, it makes me feel that's the ultimate compliment I can get when I see a student that's now a licensed realtor in the community. All right. Excellent. I'd like to hear from some of you. So if one of you would go to the microphone first. There you go. Yeah. Now, you cannot be shy in real estate. So <laughs> this is not a possibility. So what's your name? Uh, yeah, my name is Alex uh, Gonzalez. I um, decided to take this real estate course because, believe it or not, I... I've always been involved in real estate. Uh, my dad had a construction company, and um, I was always intrigued with, you know, selling houses and whatnot. I even tried to take a course with London Properties um, about in 2004, which I really, I 
kind of like happy I didn't because you know the market crashed but uh, now I'm here again trying to you know get this course so that I can get my license and, be, and go out there and become a, a salesperson all right here's a thought though about the market crashing and being in real estate that's also an opportunity time there are some people that did really really well in that time because a lot of people quit or got out so the, if you're there you'll get your share of business. Oh, yeah, I I do know what you're talking about the, the you know, some people did benefit from that crash. I myself was one of those. I bought my first property um at the short sale and um really helped me out and here I am. All right. Fantastic. All right, next person. All right. So um this is called dead air time, so somebody's <laughs> somebody's got to go to the microphone. Shy right now. <laughs> I, I'll step up. Good morning, everybody. My name is Robert Villasenor, and uh, I'm a amateur real estate investor. Uh, Mr. Carter right here just helped me out on my uh, first deal a couple couple of days ago, which mm -hmm. is closed. Sure yes, did. Congratulations. And uh, I'm learning a lot from this class. You know, a lot of learning experience. You have to get into the real estate to learn actual like the process and the financing because if you're just trying to read the books you're not gonna mm. not gonna do so well but yeah. okay i like yep. that because i was never a great reader so <laughs> <laughs> but i was a good learner so yeah. you know there, yeah. there's something to that yep all right all right next? next person ah okay you're not shy you just stepped right up hi my name is kayla williams and I'm taking this real estate class because I want to become a licensed real estate agent. And right now I'm focused on actually learning, you know, the practice real estate course again that I'm going to take this summer with um, Professor Gary Carter again. And I'm excited to actually learn and try to get some deals and start actually making progress in it. What would you say is the best thing that you've learned so far in this class? I think the best thing that I learned so far, it's kind of a stretch, but it's just all the terminology. It helps a lot when you're studying, and you realize after you're studying it and you know what it means, it helps a lot. That's mm -hmm. all I can say. It okay. really helps. Well, good. All and right. You, and you, that's, I, you're right, Ms. Williams. I mean, it's like the terminology for the state exam. I and mean, that's what we go over, terminology of the book, right? And the book's one part of it. And then we talked about the OJT, actually on the streets, on, on doing it, on the job training. All right, our next person up here. Good morning. Hey. My name's Angelica, mm. and I'm getting into the real estate. I want to be a licensed real estate mm. agent. Um, I want to get into property investments, flipping homes, and... Um, have a career as potentially becoming a broker as well. Mm. Don knows a lot about property management. Yes, the good and the bad. Yes. <laughs> All right, great. I have a question for uh -huh. you. Uh, earlier I asked if Professor Carter gives out grades. So how would you grade Professor Carter? Well, I would give him an A, only because oh. I know he's giving me one. Oh. <laughs> you know you're going to do well in real estate. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> wow. I'm impressed with that answer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our next person. Ah, there we go. 
Hi, my name's um, AJ Singh. Uh, I'm a student at Fresno City. The reason I'm taking real estate um, with Professor Gar Carter here, um, I'm young and I'm going to college anyways, so I feel like knowing, the more you know, the more successful you'll mm -hmm. be. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's a good point. You're going to learn about real estate, about housing, which you're probably going to be living in a home in your life. Yes. And so to know what you're what you're doing there, even if you got into engineering or something else or became a country rock star, you still need to know about real estate. Yes, yes, of course, of course. Right. Thank you. Hi, good morning. My name is Brenda Gutierrez, and I'm here taking Mr. Carter's class. I want to get my real estate license, and like everyone else, we want something to open up our doors into more a successful career out there, and let me tell you this, it's kind of hard waking at 6 in the morning and driving like 45 minutes to his class, but it's all about self-motivation mm. out here. Mm -hmm. wow. He makes it interesting and worth it, though, right? <laughs> oh, I don't, yes. don't answer. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that little pause. <laughs> Uh, by the way, I tease Gary a lot because I've known him a while. So, yeah. yeah. He, he, Plus, he gets me too. Yeah, we go back and forth, and uh, you know, Don is is really a testament of how this industry goes. You know, it's you know you, you got to really roll up your sleeves. Uh, it's not a a, a quick fix. Uh, you're in it for the long haul, and most importantly, Don is not afraid to share what he knows. Man, I've I've learned that. Mm -hmm. Well, hey, I've learned I can't sell every house. I need some help. <laughs> One time, true story, I was with my clients out in front of a house, true story, and I'm showing them a house, and I'm convincing them, oh, they're yay and nay, yay and yay, and they go outside. We look on the outside, and sure enough, guess who pulls up like three houses down? He's he's going to list the house, and then, and then he comes walking, and I said, is that Don? And then sure enough, it was Don, and he... He started talking to my clients, and they started laughing, feeling comfortable with him. And sure enough, my clients sold with me, and now they're just <laughs> – they're, no, but Don solidified that for me. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? So you were leading everybody to think I was going to take your client. And you know, you, <laughs> that is not what I, I – I was afraid you were going to embellish the story. Oh. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Who's next on this one? Hi, my name is Violeta, and the reason I'm taking this class, my father and my grandmother, they actually own several, like, properties, so they mm. do property management, and it's something that's interested me for a while. While I was at Fresno State, I took some real estate courses, and it's just, like, a little something that's been poking at me. I'm just interested, and I'm here, and I'm learning. That's how I got started. When I was 21 years old, I had no thoughts of making this a career. But had relatives in it, and it yeah. getting poked a little bit here and there. And next thing you know, I'm still here. Well, I'm hoping to be there too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. And we, uh, in about 30 more years, we're going to need a someone to take over this show. <laughs> well, maybe it'll be me. Yeah. There you go. All right. We have someone else at the mic. Hi, my name's Suzanne Keel, and I hope to get my real estate license by this summer. Uh, my grandmother invested in property, so I think that's where my inspiration comes from. Um, I think it's a a wise long-term investment, so I want to get in on that American dream and help other people's 
other people achieve that dream also. And you notice the word investment has come up quite often with many of the people here. So real estate is a good investment. Mm -hmm. And it's a good investment because you can use it and make it an investment also. So maybe during some downtimes where rate or appreciation isn't so great, you can still live in it. You can still rent it out and use it, mm-hmm. uh, use mm-hmm. it as a tax write-off. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, real mm-hmm. estate's good that way. We have another one over here. All right. Did we go through the entire class? I, I think we did, majority. Just say one, some quick, quickly, quickly. Just say, state your name. Oh, sorry. <laughs> They're making me do this. I'm just kidding. Um, my name is Edith, and I got into real estate because I really had a bad experience in um, mm. real estate. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do a better job. You know, I can, and I will do a better job. And then while I, I obtain my license, maybe by the end of summer and December, depending on the classes I take, because I need two more, maybe in the future I'll be a, bo- be a broker, and we'll go from there. Well, great, Edith. Yeah. And... um that's interesting because it's unrealistic to think that you can go through a real estate transaction and not have a bump in the room. There, there's going to be things. And, and I like your spunk there where you said, hey, you're going to learn more about it mm-hmm. so that maybe you can prevent that in the in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, okay. So... I still didn't get a, you know, we got one person making a comment about how, what Professor Carter's class is like, but on a scale of A to F, where, where, where's, where's he as a professor? See, <laughs> probably that might be what you're getting too. <laughs> oh yeah, she has to take an exam today, so maybe not. We'll see. <laughs> so, how long does this class go today? Uh, we go into, usually we go into about 10, 30, 11 a.m. Okay. Yeah, so we, You're so not letting them out early Oh, today? no, no, after this, we're going back to the classroom. We're going back to the classroom, baby. Jeez. Just for, the, just for that C comment, we're going back to the classroom. <laughs> okay. Thank you. All right, yeah. And the wisdom comes when he brings in all the guest speakers. <laughs> so, all right. With all that, we are going to our, our next commercial break, so stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 ESPN. Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and Gary Carter and his entire Fresno City classes in yes. here. Yes. Wait a minute. Entire. Were there any no-shows? Um, no, I think we have everyone here. Okay. Good. Oh, there's one no-show? There's one no-show. One no-show. She's missing out. All right. Um, let's get into the future of real estate, because I, I think a lot of the people here in, the, in, in your class are the future. And we, the word that came up quite a bit was investing, investment. Uh, real estate is still a great investment. I mentioned, and I think I saw a few eyelids raised when I said people moved to California in the 1950s and could buy a house for $10,000. I remember talking to my aunt who lived down in Encino, 
and she was griping and complaining that her house had gone down. It used to be worth 600000 and now it was only worth 400000 And I said, why are you complaining? You bought it for 10000 <laughs> So how much of a good thing is a good thing? So um, what, what do you see, Gary, as some of the what, – what's real estate going to look like in the future? Great question. Uh, what I see is a lot of uh, multi-generational housing. With what that is, you ask. Well, what that is is we have different groups of ages living together. We have grandparents living together. We have you know new uh, uh, millennials living together. Then we have the grandparents' parents living together. So example of that we've seen already has been uh, in Fresno as uh, uh, rentals uh, units have been built on these. Lenar, the developers are doing a great job at this uh, where you have their slogan is you can buy two homes for one price and you get the concept where we have you go in one door and we have a three four bedroom whatever the case may be and then you took, look to the right, and you have another quarters where another family can go in there and live. And you have a, a, a two-bedroom, and you have another bath, another kitchen in there. And that's what we're seeing, you know. Uh, and then you're seeing now the millennials are not just looking and getting their professions together and thinking about uh, projects independently. They are want to move in and thinking creatively creatively also and what they're doing is moving in together right as you know as different groups they really are we've seen a a group of individuals a clients they're just friends and they just bought a piece of property just for like a business type deal you know what i mean mm -hmm. so they're tackling into it because they understand you know they understand now like i mentioned earlier their parents went through so they're a little bit wiser they're a little bit skeptical they're asking more questions and most importantly they're waiting a little bit longer gary maybe we should wait to 2020 maybe there may be more homes for us to choose from hmm. that that's an interesting topic should should i wait till the market goes down um, well, you're losing out on your home, and, and you're paying 100% rent while you're waiting. And you, you even said, we both said, the appreciation, too, missing out on that. Yeah. And what if you're wrong? What if the market doesn't crash? So, uh, there you go. Or, and, and like, take advantage of the low rates. It's very cheap to borrow money right now look at it it, it, it really is it, it's man even investment you guys talk about investment investment opportunities are right even investment opportunities are by the way he made me think of something i'm gonna go back uh oh, to, uh -oh. Yeah. you heard that did you hear that i'm, th I'm thinking <laughs> that's trouble when our I'm president thinking. george bush was a c student and he didn't like broccoli either. yeah <laughs> <laughs> so all right, my professor, uh, when I took a real estate class, showed us in this mathematical equation why interest rates would never drop below 12% again. And at the time, they were at 16 17% um, for a while. Um, I got into the business. Uh, one of the things I did was a loan officer, and it's like, 
Rates were at 17.5%. What was I thinking? But anyway, um, they're nowhere near 12%. So that that's has a lot to do with affordability. Um, I, I At that time, I gave that professor an A also. <laughs> um, however, he sure turned out to be wrong. Mm. <laughs> okay. Um, here's another thought, too, about the future and, and how we keep finding a way to be affordable. Um, and you brought it up with multi-generational homes. Um Maybe that's a way to to make things more affordable. You you live together with parents, mm-hmm. uh, although they have their own separate unit. Correct. Um, that can help cut down on daycare costs. Mm. That that um, cook, uh, food, food and yeah. yeah transportation right. Everyone's helping out. Car you know. Can you pick up this? Uh, well yeah, we'll pick up all the kids then in that time. You know, mm-hmm. uh, so surrounding areas too. The it's overall helping out everyone, you know, and I wanted to mention also, you know, this goes into lack of housing, affordability, the disparity in housing, that's really the, the, the housing equality. We were at, before we get out of here, we were at a CER conference, and Leslie Applegate, our economist, uh, man, I, I love hearing her speak, Don, you know that, and when she, she gives the facts, and she was talking about Homeownership equality, you know, the different uh, 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 groups of people, ages, ethnicities, and and really what what we really need to do is, you know, the education is important. The education of homeownership is very important. You guys said it, investing. Yeah. Uh, whether you're going to buy a home or you're going to get into the business as a career, education is so critical. Um Hey, that's why you're teaching, right? I think so. You know, I, mean, I really do. I really do. And this is a way of for me because the, there's so many people that led the way for me and still are leading the way. So I need to be a trailblazer myself and lead the way for others. Good. Thank Don, you. Thank you very much, Don, for allowing me to come here. This is my third time, by the way. Third time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we always enjoy here. But this is my first time bringing the class. I want to thank you guys. Let's give each and every one of you a round of applause. All right, um, and, and I hope that you guys, the class, will give me an A today as a host. I, mean, I did try hard to get all of you involved. Um, not everybody spoke, uh, but, you know, and I, I'll i be honest, I can see some potential in here. Oh, yeah. I'm, oh, yeah. I've seen a lot of people. I sniffed it out already. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people come and go in this industry, and... A lot of it has to do with personality and attitude. Well, attitude is a part of the personality, but um, you got to like people, yeah. and you got to put. And because you like them, you got to put them first, and mm-hmm. that's a great attribute to have to make it. Whether it be in property management or in investing or in just sales, um, that's a great way to do it. Well, I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to Welcome Home Radio. Um, and next week, we're going to have a road trip around the California housing market. So we're going to compare prices, compare markets with various parts of the region. So thank you very much for tuning in to Welcome Home Radio. 